welcome back to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets here on Mayo Media Net. Cork Stats and your host, the big man, John Legaza app. John Legaza, how creative on the Bird app. Holler at me any time of day, any day of the week, because, man, this is our time of year. We never stop going here at MMN. All the nuance and the context, you could stomach hat tip to our boy, Mr. Pat Mayo, for allowing me out the cage to bring you this, the fastest fantasy show absolutely anywhere. Oh, my goodness. Right? Like, yikes. Jumping off the helicopter, right? Riding the motorcycle. All at once. All right, rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. In just a minute, I'm going to put on a clinic, hopefully. Help you out in those fantasy leagues. And ask you to hit the cartoon finger because it matters more than it should. Press the like button on the red button machine, as my kids call it. If you're unfamiliar again, welcome aboard. You know, really appreciate you. We're going to be trying to keep you up to date all year, the best we can, with two, like, 20-minute shows a week. Now, it's going to be difficult, but I really think we can do it. Fantasy baseball is really hard because of all the work and, you know, you go away for a week and you miss the cool big call-up and guys get injured. It's just, it's a lot of work, right? Which is why I get people really into best ball, those things. By the way, oh my goodness, stop the count. I've, like overall, it's overall number one in draft. There's two of the top five overall crushing on the dog right now. Goodness gracious. Number two overall NFBC draft champion. Somebody stop the count, you know, weekend. Now, the reason I joke about that you know, looking at the standings early, it was a really good conversation between a lot of sharp players better than myself. And I used to kind of ignore it. And I think it was to my own detriment. I mean, ignoring standings up front for too long in the beginning of the season. You want to not say react or overreact, definitely not the last one. But I think you want to keep an eye on standings and see where you are, particularly with overall contests. Just to see if you're really falling behind in something and if it really is time to kind of step on the gas. Start a third or an extra closer if you have that option. Play for more speed rather than homers or vice versa. Make sure that you're, you know, average or whatever. Whatever the case may be. And I've now gotten into kind of watching, right? You try not to look at it too much and overreact. I think starting good is good, right? Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah, it's tongue-in-cheek that I'm excited to be out in front. But here we go. You know, me and you, the Cork Stats crew. Here at Mayo Media Net, let's see if we can get these teams right wire to wire. Let's do it, everybody. So we're going to be coming to you once at the beginning of the week, once at the end of the week. Now, hopefully this show is so nice because I had to do it twice. I, you know, I think I had enough experience to not submit something with broken audio. But, hey, man, such is life in the big city. These things happen. So beginning of the week, we're going to be mining the advanced statistical leaderboard. You know, I have access to stuff that's a little nerdier and maybe you don't have to, right? I'm going to do the work that you don't have to. That's kind of what I do, right? That's what I'm here for. And then at the end of the week, you know, Friday... We do an ad at every position, 10, 12, and 15 team leagues for really to try and appeal to everybody. Because I do play in a high stakes H to H 12 team league, which is kind of shallow. It's only three outfielders. The pitching designations are five starters, two relievers. There's some spark action, but it's not nine pitchers, five outfielders, 15 teams like NPC. But I do want to appeal to those people too, because I do think we can do it all, right? It's just about always keeping our thumb, you know really on the pulse of it, right? Finger on the pulse. And, you know, I'm doing all that stuff. If you're unfamiliar, goodness gracious. If you're ever, if you're ever looking for more baseball data, right, you found it. The pin tweet on Twitter will take you right to Sharpener. And, you know, right now it's still open. It's free. You can check it out. Every single day, I put up an advanced pitcher leaderboard, SP rankings, implied team totals, run the algo, full game F5 with picks and bets, DFS picks and stuff like that, daily price pick, you know, 
underdog jock market stuff. I just names that the algo spits out. Then the best ones I play is total base props generally or home run props. So if you're really into that stuff, we're just going crazy. We're doing pretty good, you know, for a couple percent. But again, we don't want to overreact. We just want to keep an eye on it. Make sure that we're doing the right thing. Again, nuance and context, all the stuff you get. You hang out with us. Let's go right to the video date. Boom for the audio only listeners. Sorry, but I think you might be missing out. Head over to YouTube. Grab a screenshot of these schnazzy graphics that I made. Thanks again, Patty Mayo, for allowing me to kind of, you know, find myself here. I'm digging it. The 2023 hitter expected stat leaderboard now. Remember, these are not raw leaderboards, right? We know Aaron Judge is really good. Jordan Alvarez is really good also. We're looking for interesting names within the top 40, within the top 50 that might be available. And again, looking for stats that matter, right? We did this exercise last year on the JM show. And the fantasy section ended up being really impactful. People really got back to us like, wow, man, for five minutes, you know, a day, we were really on top of everything. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, we really were. So hitting can be tough. Just be careful about double counting. What I mean is, like, it, it, what are the two best hitter stats in combination? It's funny because, and I'm like a disciplined freak if you follow my work. Takes and came on his walk and chase and all that stuff. But don't, that leaderboard is weird. It's not what moves the needle in these games of ours, fantasy and DFS and stuff like that. Right, hitters that just don't swing, walk too much. So you need some power, but that's from getting up. We gotta be careful. Hard hit rates and barrel and X Woba and blast rate. They all kind of say a lot of the same thing. Oh, exactly. If we understand the difference, there's some nuance there, but we don't want to say the same thing. So I try to get into something a little more interesting again, stuff I have access to, not everyone else does. Things I covered at the athletic in the offseason that I really think do move the needle again. That's what I'm all about. You know, I do a lot of work, but I really hope it matters. Holler if you hear me. Rate, review, and subscribe. Press the like button. But this is about pulled fly ball line drives, where we kind of notice a second type of power rising, right? There's hulking power. I've called it right. Big Jordan Alvarez, you know, Aaron Judge, big, huge guys. Hit the ball a million miles. Home run anywhere. But as we've seen the change in the ball, the weather, humidors, and all that stuff, we also notice some of the smaller guys, you know, maintaining these kind of, you know, home run rates. They maybe seem a little weird. And it, to me, it came down to pulled fly balls. You know, 30 home run hitters were down like 60%. Now, this year, it seems like it's back up. Remember, this is preseason work. But one of the things that worked was pulled fly balls. So let's look at it. We've got 10 leaders in pulled fly balls, all with at least 11 that might be available. And again, these stats are actually a day old. And a bunch of these guys had good games yesterday. I'm looking over at the right-hand side. Lots of hits. But that, again, that's what this is all about. So Carlos Santana for Pittsburgh and Charlie Blackman with Isak Paredes, all with 15. You know, that's going to get you somewhere. Those guys probably all available in 12 teams, maybe even 15. Shea Langoliers, Mark Kanya for the Mets. I wanted to get to Kanya. Again, playing time is usually at the center of a lot of this stuff. Remember, the first part of the exercise, we're just identifying some skills, some standouts. And then the end of the week, well, sometimes it's these names, usually it is, but I'm going to go and kind of dig farther. But just to give little pieces, Kanya played, played every single day except for one day lefties, righties included, batting like fifth or sixth for the Mets. Really one of the sneaker ads, probably 12-team viable might be available. Josh Rojas playing again every day for the Diamondbacks and playing well. Leading off every day. James Outman, Dodger Magic, the rookie. The old man, Andrew McCutcheon, who I really have trouble backing. The player I have rostered is Heimer Candelaria, right? Spencer Steer went down. Third base has been difficult in spots. I know people think he's a little bit vanilla, but especially hitting in Washington, good spot for right-handed hitters. And then Mike Kishrensky, who had another home run yesterday. So add to the pull fly balls for him. All those guys have at least 11 interesting names to keep an eye on. Right, they're all playing. That's number one. 
Most of them are hitting at least fifth or better. Outman is a guy I really have an eye on. You'll see why in a second. We have found whenever whatever two stats we use, whenever a player ends up on both lists, you just gotta add now, ask questions later. So let's hop over to X Woba. All these hitters have at least a 400. Davis at the bottom of 385. But 400 X Woba, which is excellent. And it's just a great stat that combines exit velocity and launch angle with like some sprint speed stuff. So it's just it's the best st single stat to describe. I, I wish people wouldn't use the terms predictive. We don't know what's gonna happen. We can just Describe the past as best we can with input statistics, right? Create an underpinning tapestry if possible. That sounded smart. And then hopefully the best will come out of the machine. And try not to look at outputs as much. Although pull fondle is an output. Notice I don't have how many home runs are there. And it's crazy. League average, just to back up a second. League average on pull fly balls on drive is like a 550 batting average. And you're like, what? Really? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's crazy. I, I'll have them up next time. I don't want to do it now and botch the live stuff. But I'll make sure because I think we're going to stick with pull fly balls on drives. Keep an eye on these guys. Again, Shane Langley is your balancing like catchers and looking forward. You know, he might be available if you're in a, even a 10 team league and a Will Smith owner. You know, you lost him. Shane Langley could be pretty good. All right, let's go to Red X Wobo again. 555 X Wobo, Jake Berger. And he hit home another home run yesterday to Brett Rooker, who keep an eye on Rooker. I think really he needs to be added, especially in deeper leagues. You'll see this come up on the free agent waiver show. Because again, we do 10, 12, and 15 team on a nice little field, animated field. And when you see players kind of move up the list, you know we did a really good job, right? Having identified them as a 15 team ad. And then they make it to 10 team ad, which is like universal viability. So you know you did a really good job. I have a feeling Rooker is going to be one of those guys. He, he's always broken the stat cast hard hit stuff. And now he looks like he's going to get a full look in Oakland with zero competition for playing time. It's zero competition. He's going to get a chance to fall flat on his face. He hasn't done it yet. So there's a chance where you're getting, again, power down. But Rooker having that determinative power we mentioned at the open. Again, rate, review, and subscribe. I'm going to just mention it every time we do really want to do something smart. Right, press the like button. Hopefully this show is a lot of fun. You're learning stuff. Unlike a lot of fantasy shows, which would be some kind of stuff shirt, you know, which is not obviously not our style, not hey, we broke obviously not how you wrote when you went the mail media. Now come on, let's wrap it up, big man. Breaking news, I talk too much. Then it's Jackson Winsky with Pittsburgh. A lot of the same arguments here, right? Bad teams, power hitters, less competition. Jorge Soler hit another dog yesterday too. Right? So it's amazing. Like these are all a day behind, and you like just look, you know, it's like, wow, every single guy who's listed on home run. Now we look back, you could just call me a liar instead. <laughs> the Christian Bethcourt, another catcher who kind of checks those boxes, guys playing all the time. Let's check that out. You know, Tampa Bay has that moniker for not starting guys. So for a catcher, you know, he started four of the last six games, that's not bad, five, seven, then two in a row. You know, he's mixing up lefties and righties. Now, Bethcourt is batting at the very back of the lineup, but, you know, those things happen with catchers. So if you're kind of replacing a catcher, that's kind of what it is. Then again, Outman, James Outman for the Dodgers on both of these lists. So Outman pulling fly ball line drives, elevating his pulled balls with a 423X wall, but meaning putting Poppy on it. Next up, Lamont Wade, another guy. I think he's getting close to 12-team viability. Check this out. This is interesting. Pointed this out the first time I did this show. You don't see this often. Lamont Wade comes out the box playing the first eight games, leading off every single day, but they were all against righties. Two lefties in a row. He sits both days. So the second day, when he sits the second day in a row, you think to yourself, all right, like platoon is coming. Then two more lefties, two days in a row. He sits both of those again. And then again, another 
extra day later. So he ends up sitting five of seven days after leading off eight in a row. I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. And that's just play. We know playing time is wonky, but leading off, like leading off, he led off eight games in a row to start the season. It's opening day. He's your leader trainer. Eight games. And he's just, he just doesn't play against lefties whatsoever. He actually had his first start against lefty yesterday. This was after the fact. It was in the nine hole. Maybe that's, you know, they're going to see if they can work him in. But the reason I mention it is Lamont Wade is a matchup kind of guy, right? He's a pretty cool bench bat, particularly in NFBC-style formats or any format where you have multiple chances to change hitters. Because if you face all right, he's going to play every day and get the extra PAs because he's leading off. All right, finishing up with Kerry Carpenter. He went, you know, right also, you know, work for the Tigers. I think a walk-off shot. Brian Anderson. And J.D. Davis, these guys are just all, all killer right now. This is the next this is the next crop of, of this year's power hitters, just in case you haven't noticed, you know, doing the things that we do here. Mail media net, corks, proof status, you know what I mean? So, all right, that is the offensive side, your top 40 leaderboard. Again, if you want the exact numbers, they all range in the mid-400s. Not that you want to re- overreact to decimals, but maybe that's reason to jump over to Twitter, grab a download of the image. I, I submit these things. All right, I try my best to. So, at John Legaza, also at Mail Media Network. All right, let's get it. We mentioned the overlap in hitters with double-counting stats. You won't get that with pitchers, which is why we like this so much. We're using whiff rate and expected volvo, right? Swing and miss and then contact quality. Both of those things are great. This one in particular, pitchers, if you end up on both lists. And now, ask questions last, right? If you're getting swings and misses and suppressing contact to this point where we're generally looking for 30% whiff or better, we're generally looking for 300 expected volvo or less, all these guys, you know, I can't jump into every arsenal and all that stuff. Again, I'll do a little more fine-tuning for the ads. But these are the guys you want to have your you know, eyes on. It's Peyton loves a batting field for Cleveland, third nine and a half percent whiff rate. Although I think I thought he got touched up. I'm gonna keep an eye on him. You know, me running the algo and handicapping all these games every single day. A lot of times I I'm not jumping on minor league pitchers. I usually go after them. But that kind of whiff rate we're gonna pay attention to. Griffin Canning, he's back. I mean, he's a leading candidate to be injured before 50 innings pitch, but he is really good when he's out there. Angels also have done a very good job developmentally with young pitchers. Keep an eye on that. Organizations that are good, that do good things. You have a better chance of a better output when we're dealing with the inputs again. Everything you get here, we try to at least stay consistent. Domingo Herman, 35% whiff rate. He kind of got tagged for cheating with the sticky stuff, so I don't know if I want to chase that. He's kind of just a guy for me. I was watching that game. We had bet against him. He was dazzling, and he got caught. Right. They told the Washington hands he didn't. It didn't even matter. It's still, whatever. 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 It happens. We don't cry. We play the champions and move on. Dre Jameson playing for the Diamondbacks. 34.5% whiff rate. He's had two good spot starts. I think he's going to end up with a rotation spot. And him now. Fujinami on the athletics. Gets the swing and miss, but he's a little too wild. To Aviedo, we're going to see today. Jury's still out. I know some sharp players added him first. Not sure what the context in Pittsburgh. I really want to chase that. Matt Strom on the other hand for Philadelphia. Not a guy I was really into, and I bet against him. We take our losses, but again, changing your mind with new data that's pertinent, it's not flip-flopping. It's called critical analysis, critical thinking. Hello. Matt Strong looking good, maintaining a whiff rate in going distance now, doing really, really well. So Matt Strong for Philadelphia has a desperation ad. You can get it with it. My man Kyle Horse Bradish going for Baltimore today. We're going to see how he looks. I'm always very encouraged. If he's out there, I would add him before seeing him if I could because I, I – I've held him in certain places. Then Tanner Houck, who you'll see on actually both lists, who I was very big pumping right before the season started, who we've always liked. He's very been very good on a per-inning basis. Looked like he was going to get a rotation spot. And now even with everyone healthy, the Red Sox going to go to six-man, which I know I guess limits the two starts. But listen, if you're going to be good right now, that's all it takes. Starting pitching is a dumpster fire. 
So those are all your 30% whip rate guys that are kind of interesting and available. I really do like Mackenzie Gore. I skip over him. I really like Mackenzie Gore also 30%. So it's Battenfield, Canning, Hermont, Jameson, Fujinami, Oviedo, Strom, Gore, Bradish, and Alk. You know, really, though, that's your crop right there. Okay, that's the next crop of youngsters with swing and miss stuff that we were going to look to get behind. That's generally who I like more than I like contact quality. I don't trust contact quality as much. Unless there's a track record for control or it comes with the whiff rate. Again, nuance and context and how we apply these things. I like to show everybody my work. That way, if I'm wrong, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Jalen Beeks at the top. Right there, he's starting to get some distance also. He was like a big prospect at the time. Tampa just kept using him as an opener. But if he's going to go out and be effective and be a five-and-dive guy, he really could be okay. The usage is always going to be scary for Beaks, but the ex-mobile off the charts at 162. Everyone else between 220 and 300. Bradish, 220, with the 30% whiff rate. Remember, he just got derailed because I think he got hit with a liner. He's fine, or should be at least. Even with a rocky start this time, you go add him regardless. I don't care if he's bad today. Then Jack Flaherty, who's been all over the place with the walks and stuff. He finally did give up a run. But we know the talent is there, so you can expect him to continue to improve. Right? We want to think about trajectory, not always looking backwards. For the Canadians out there, be go where the puck is going, not where it's been. Ryan Weathers probably sends a line Matt Strom. Although I'm not buying the Weathers thing. I'd rather have Strom because he's got the swing and miss. Hauk and Jameson we mentioned already. So both of those on both lists. Hauk and Jameson both should be added. Ryan Nelson also... In Arizona, if he's going to keep getting a whack, I think that's where it's going to be, though. Brandon Fott also exciting. So cue up those Diamondbacks, right? The, what does that mean? Futures bets. I know we're not a betting show, but my first thought when I start hearing about young pitchers, young pitchers, young pitchers, the bullpen needs some help. That's the easiest thing to repair. Arizona like make the playoffs and stuff. Go check those bets. Then it's Todd Bradley. He was the top waiver pick ahead this week. For the Rays, he's looked awesome so far through two. He looks like it's all wheels, you know, wheels up, arrow pointing up. Tampa Bay, while they're injured, they're going to let him go. We'll see what happens. Springs, unfortunately, season over. Wrapping up Jose Buto for the Mets. I don't know a lot about. I throw in five innings, and if you're going to get, you're going to be five innings and effective for a good team like the Mets that is going to win games when you get you some Ws. That'll do it. Uh, he's a guy I'm going to have to look more into again. I don't know much about him. So the X wall besides Beaks, Bradish, Flaherty. Edward Cabrera. Sorry, I missed that. Okay, Edward Cabrera, interesting case. He was walking the yard, but suppressing the contact. He's the guy the talent is there. Go get Edward Cabrera. Don't don't look back. I don't care if he's a 49% walk rate right now. We're adding Edward Cabrera for the talent. That's what we're looking to buy on in these desperate times. Okay, so Beach to kind of let it go for the usage. We're adding Bradish. I think Flaherty's probably owned. We're adding Cabrera. We're adding Halk. We're adding Jameson for sure. Bradley's probably added, but you put him to the top also. Griffin Canning from the other side. All right. I tell you, it was going to be fast and effective. It's going to be fast and effective. That will do it. The fastest fantasy show absolutely anywhere. Again, just the first time of the week. Come sharpen the axe as we get ready to chop down the tree. Because I think adding players that are effective before they cost you an arm or leg especially in fab leagues right so i'm thinking about everybody here i do play in waiver priority leagues that's some of the players but we're also looking at those nfbc fab people out there we're i'm thinking about you also we're gonna be you know digging deep with that you know the minesweeper the metal detector i used to use sweeping the atlantic city beaches my pop you know date myself beep beep but that is how you do it last year. It really worked. We had everybody that mattered. Oh my goodness, we really did. That those the, that feedback was just nonstop because when you add, you know, we had Singer and Kyle Wright and Brandon Drury last year. It was just so many guys. McCarthy at the end, so many guys. Like everybody, it seemed a little ridiculous. It was kind of crazy, you know. But that's how you do it. Nick Fortes be on the plate. You know, 
mining, 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 looking before. I'm not saying it's overreacting. We're not overreacting. We're just identifying first. It's okay to over, uh, identify first. That's fine. And actually, if you want one more name, still Garrett up playing from Washington. Alex Call got the call, was leading off. He wasn't good. I like Stone Garrett. So do a little, little cherry on top for you. Rate, review, and subscribe. Press the like button if you're picking up what we're putting down. We really do appreciate you. We'll be back at the end of the week with the waiver wire episode. In addition, at every position. Oh, man, Poet didn't know it. At 10, 12, and 15 teams. All right, that's enough. Comment if you enjoyed it. Five-star reviews are just the best darn thing you could do if you really like this show. Other than that, tag Patty Mayo on social media because from what I understand, he really likes that stuff. All right, that'll do it, man. We'll catch you on the flip side, yo. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.